0: welcome back to dropped in i am so excited to be here with you today and to share my beautiful soul sister and just awesome beautiful human being with you today dr daniela gonzalez so grateful to have you here and to share you with our dropped in community how are you doing today
1: i'm doing great thank you i am so excited to be here with you like when we see each other it's like
0: (laughs) yeah totally (laughs) we
1: really love each other um i'm I'm doing great thank you for inviting me
0: oh it's funny so side note uh dr danielle and i did our master nlp training together and um we sat together beside each other in our closing ceremony and I will never forget the gift that you gave me of that red cardinal and I just always it comes into meditation with me and it just is a constant reminder of. Um, my magic of medicine and also your magic of medicine, so we always have that beautiful energetic yes. exchange with one another.
1: Yes, and touching our hearts so it's it was a, a beautiful experience.
0: Mm -hmm. It was it was. So before we drop in, I will share your well stacked bio with our crew today. So Dr. Daniela Gonzalez was born and raised in Puerto Rico, but has lived in the United States for 15 years. In addition to be a, excuse me, fiery Puerto Rican Latina, wife, doggy mom and dancer. She is a scientist and global portfolio manager working in a leading beauty company. At the same time, she has been a coach for nine years and owns a coaching business called Dr. Danny G Mind and Body Transformation. And so Danny, I'm so grateful to be here and to share you with our community. And you when I think of you, you are just like, the all around all inclusive like stacked in experience wealth of knowledge like you are just you you just are this incredible person who i just feel like is just doing so much and giving so much to the world so before we really dive deep like can you share with me exactly what you do and how you got into this field of work that you are in today
1: Yes, yes. And the same way that it sounds like it's a lot of things sometimes, like even say the message of what I do is complicated (laughs) because precisely like I use all my skills and also I do a lot of things uh, to help people, but uh, something incredibly gratifying. So, as you mentioned, and I'm, I'm, I am a mind and body transformation coach. Uh, so, pretty much that's my my very short way to describe that I actually work on the connection of the mind and body. Um, so, I am a functional nutrition health coach and also life coach. Okay, and I have uh, expertise as you know as NLP and all this that that we that we do hypnotherapy but also emotional eating. And I work mainly with BC men and women, and as I like to call it, to rebel against ordinary wellness, so they can get a more powerful, fun, and deep transformation uh, in a way that feels authentic and unique to them. And the reason why I said to rebel against ordinary wellness is because To be honest, I was so tired to see just superficial, superficial, sorry, uh, fitness and, and diets. And, you know, you just need this quick fix to feel good about yourself. Mm -hmm. And there are so many layers, not only from a nutrition standpoint, but also from an emotional and mental and mindset, mindset standpoint that have been ignored. Um, and I say that I work with BC people precisely because that's me. <laughs> and that's what who I was as well. I say that it's me still because I'm a BC woman, but, I manage it more differently than I used to before. And also because it's where, like when I didn't know how to manage my busy lifestyle and I used to be super overwhelmed, um, I really couldn't cope with it's the right way emotionally and mentally. And then eventually it became a problem also on my nutrition, on my weight. And it was kind of a cascade of disruption (laughs) that I wasn't even calling for it but it was just happening as you well know these things also come the origin many times from our experiences and also things that are in our subconscious mind but at that time I didn't have that knowledge so yeah I think that my sole client it's me a couple of years ago
0: Mm -hmm. always yeah
1: always (laughs) right
0: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, 100%. You are the embodiment of the work that you offer. That's for sure. So what, what do you like, how did you get into this work? So I know from what you've shared with me, and, you know, from what I share with you, like, I have a history mm-hmm. of having an eating disorder. I was bulimic, anorexic for 18 years, a very long time, mm-hmm. 10 years free now. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the process, it was not easy to overcome. Yeah. So yeah, can you speak into a little bit of your journey and and you know the big why behind what you do? Yeah,
1: of course. And first of all, I want to say that thank you for sharing that because I know how vulnerable it is to share it and that you also overcome it, overcame it. so um, okay, I, I can tell you um let me see where I start <laughs> and and how I summarize that the story is long. Um, but i I can start where. I noticed that I had a problem, okay, and the first time that I noticed that I had a problem, actually, it wasn't me who noticed it, it was a doctor (laughs) who Mm -hmm. noticed it, I knew that there was something wrong, so it was um, probably when I was 17 or so, um, on my late teens, and I lost my weight, like, drastically, Uh, I always been relatively skinny, but I was, like, A skeleton, like I was pretty skinny. Um, What is interesting is that I was not trying to become more skinny, that I was trying to look a certain way. It was fully an effect, an emotional effect, Um, simply because I was stressed, because I felt sad or any negative emotion it literally automatically closed my stomach. I didn't feel like I needed to eat or I wanted to eat and I just didn't, okay? Without honestly thinking on the consequences of it.
0: Mm -hmm. At
1: that time and right now, as I speak about it, it sounds like it was, it's it's something very genetic and it just happened, but I will talk a little more what was behind that, okay? Um, So pretty much, you know, I started like, um, uh, how do I say this? Like dealing with it and doing something about it because I got sick for something else. And I went to, well, for something else, that's what I thought. So I went to the doctor and she was, and she knew me and she said, Daniela, why are you so skinny? And I was like, you know, I don't know. I'm okay. This is me. Like I didn't, it was, wasn't even noticing how skin I was getting. So I went to the doctor and she checked me and she said, Danila, you are anorexic girl. Mm. <laughs> like you are. And this, the vocabulary that she used, making a pause here, I want to make something clear. So I was, um, the, I wasn't really diagnosed as anorexic, even though she used that, uh, that word, because psych, from a psychological standpoint, to be anorexic, uh, and this is what my therapist actually explained, means that you intentionally try, like, not eat, so mm-hmm. you can look a certain way, right? It's more about body image. In my my case, I was not trying to look skinny. It's just that I made the decision of not eating because I was feeling certain ways. So it was an emotional impact, but not necessarily I was seeking for it. It, It's kind of weird, almost doesn't make sense. Uh, But physiologically, my doctor said like, you don't have nutrients, Uh, your body is eating itself, okay? Um, and thankfully she actually told me this with time and she, um, you know, gave me at that time a prescription. So to open my appetite and then there's where my ups and down in my weight started, because now I have awareness that I kind of became these, that I wasn't, I didn't have that intention but now, oh, shit, you know, like, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know if I can. Oh, <laughs> <Sorry. you. laughs> and, <okay. laughs> yeah, because I tend to sort a lot. So I need like, to be careful. Um, you know, it's like, I have this issue. I need to do something about it. And then it was started the stress of, oh, should I eat this? Should, should I not eat this? And now, you know, I have it, I'm having this medication that is opening my appetite. So it's like, I want to eat everything. I really didn't think, you know, I wasn't like, this is good. This is bad. I just, I'm just now hungry and I eat everything. And then I started gaining weight suddenly. And like from being like 25 pounds or underweight, then I gained all those 25 pounds. And then I noticed that I was getting a little heavier and then I try not to eat so much, but now I'm mm. feeling hungry. And then this was like back and forth of not trying to handle my eating Mm-hmm. Um, Also, my emotions, because, yes, I was now trying to heal <laughs> in a really weird way, my weight, but I haven't healed my emotions yet. I haven't learned how to cope with my stress and my anxiety and my depression and everything behind it.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: it was really a long uh, journey. Um, But the real core of all this is what I wasn't able to see at that moment until I seek for help, for more help, mental health, Mm -hmm. help, is that I had several experiences when I was a kid where I didn't feel listened, where I was keeping a big secret and just, you know, because I feel... I feel now in a much better place with this, and I can talk about it. I was molested when I was a little girl uh, for about two years. So mm. I started at four until I was six, so I was a baby pretty much. And the person that did it tried to make me feel that it was my fault mm. and threatened me if I didn't do what he was asking he was going to do it to my sister Mm -hmm. and then you know had a lot of similar threats so and i'm over it let's stay over it because i have processed it a lot but still talking about it Mm -hmm. um, makes me feel emotional because it's my little daniela you know it's my Mm -hmm. little girl who Mm -hmm. didn't know any better and then i grew up with silence of not speaking that because I thought that I did something wrong mm. and believing those lies that he told me. And I grew up with a lot of guilt and with a lot of also resentment with the world, because I felt that I lost my innocence very early mm-hmm. uh, in my, you know, my life. And I was trying to fit with other people and other girls and everything, but I felt that it didn't fit anywhere because I felt that I was the only one going, that went through that experience. Mm -hmm. So I think that part of me having that reaction with my body and that misconnection, disconnection, sorry, uh, with my emotions and my body and my mind, was because I felt very disconnected since I was a little kid, and mm-hmm. there was a part of me that was probably seeking for attention, to be heard, to be seen, and mm-hmm. probably that was my way at that time.
0: Wow. Wow. My goodness! Thank you for sharing for, so openly and so vulnerably, and and for trusting this space to be held. And um, yeah, just sending you and little Daniela so much love. And yeah, it's it's real, right? I can I can relate. I have a very similar story. And we don't know what's occurring for us when our, this is like a reaction. Like the the eating disorders are a reaction because it's like how can I protect myself? How can I, like you said, call on for yes. help and support without being able to verbalize and communicate that, right? So, yes, Exactly. wow. And, yeah.
1: and I know that your question was like, how I ended up being a coach. I think that was your question, if I remember correctly. And I think it's, you know, this was a big part why I became a coach. I started trying to, you know, I went through the nutrition route, because that was my, my struggle at that time. Mm -hmm. Uh, To be honest, sometimes when we decide to help people, we exactly, we don't know exactly where to start. So my, let me see where I start, it was uh, with my nutrition certification. And, uh, and I still do nutrition because I love it, but also it's because I'm a scientist. So there's actually a lot of science behind uh, behind nutrition and the biochemistry of the body, but also there's a lot of biochemistry in the brain. And I started getting very fascinated about all these, then learning more about uh, neurolinguistic programming and how the... the the mind works and and the brain works is so fascinating. I really I really feel this need to almost change the world <laughs> of isolating the body and the mind. It's just mm-hmm. so freaking connected. And you know this. You are a kundalini, you know, master, and you know how you know, the power of even doing movements with your body and breathing and know these really change your, your, your mind, your brain.
0: Mm-hmm. That's so true. So true. And what's powerful about the work that we facilitate is getting to the root, right? Like, so mm-hmm. sure. I know. So for my own experience, like when I finally decided, like I graduated from nursing school and I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, I can't help anybody until I help myself. And that's kind of when I opened up the door to receive help. And I won't share my whole story, but really after getting prescribed medication for depression and anxiety, I was like, no, sure. This is like what I'm being diagnosed that I have, but I need to get to the root cause as to why I'm experiencing this. It's not the medication. And trust me, I'm a nurse. you're You're a scientist. Like there is a time and place. However, I mm-hmm. knew for me personally, intuitively, I had to get to the root cause as to why I was experiencing depression, why I was experiencing anxiety, why I was experiencing this eating disorder for so long. And so what yes. is so powerful about this work is getting to the root, right? Definitely.
1: And, and you are actually touching a very important point here with the medications and, you know, mental illness and all these, because I feel... I mean, maybe I can only talk about my experience, but I feel that right now we have so much accessible tools and now this world of coaching also it's more visible because of, you know, like now we are interacting virtually, but years ago, those resources were not as as accessible, or even talk about mental health, right, and Mm -hmm you know, it was so common, like if you feel a little stress of anxiety, then you get a pill. And as you say, I was also on anxiety medications, because as I said, I started when I was a teenager, and I had this health and, and weight issue, I was prescribed some medications to help me physically. But then I was like the next couple of years were ups and downs with my weight and my mind was still spiraling Mm -hmm. um and it actually got worse when I went to graduate school because graduate school is tough (laughs) to Mm -hmm. do a PhD is tough and I also you know haven't realized uh that I had an additional um situation and is that i actually had ADHD, and they diagnosed it when i was already an adult um and on top of that you know there were some things that i wasn't understanding about myself you know i was always dedicated and and smart or whatever but i also needed to dedicate a lot of time studying and probably more than other people that i knew and i was like why what is happening with my focus here right mm-hmm. and for example, you know, with with the inside these things were also causing me anxiety. Plus, all that trauma that I had unresolved and unprocessed, and then it was so hard for me to keep the physical part. But I didn't know what, why, you know. I was like, okay. And you know what? When you're also skinny, not you don't get maybe like let's say as much of. Um, what do I, how do I say this? It's like people think that you are fine because you're skinny,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but there are so many things sometimes underneath. So I'm saying this because we need to be conscious and also respectful, right? Like both like people that are overweight or people that are underweight or, you know, we never know. And this is something that I tell my, my clients that they sometimes feel that they need to look super skinny. And I said, according to whom? Mm -hmm. According to whom? What are you 100% sure that this girl that you're comparing to that is super skinny? Is she healthy? Mm
0: -hmm. You
1: know, Um, sometimes we need to put things in perspective because people looked at me like I was skinny, but I wasn't healthy. And I was also battling with my both my physical and mental health. Mm -hmm. So going back to the topic about the anxiety and taking medication and all that. I had a time where I took medica- medication and it was very helpful and I needed it and it helped me operate a little more. But at the same time, as you said, I wasn't really working with the core issue mm-hmm. there. And then I was numbing myself. So I wasn't like going crazy with panic attacks anymore. But then I was feeling lethargy and I wasn't feeling like that was my personality and but then if i don't take the pill i will go out of control and i won't be able to do my exams and study for this and that and there's like another issue on top of it right (laughs) because you're trying to solve one problem and then you're creating another and it just becomes a chaos Mm -hmm. um and the truth is that life will always present new challenges and if you don't know how to first understand yourself, where where your reactions are coming from and how to actually try to process this situation, you know, you will try to start changing all your external circumstances, mm-hmm. but the internal will always be there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah, and there's where, you know, I just to put, fast forward um you know I got to the realization that I needed to really go to the root cause of things and at that time I started with a therapist a psychologist that still my psychologist so I have been with her for 15 years mm-hmm. um and then I started discovering coaches and life coaches and oh my god that you know other issues started rising, like I was also perfectionist. And I, to me, that was my batch of honor to be a perfectionist. You know, sometimes we also carry like anxiety and all these things, like labels, like they are batch of honors. And mm-hmm. even though we know anxiety is not good, but we kind of sometimes use it like, well, you know, this happens to me because I suffer from anxiety, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a reality and it's completely valid. Mm-hmm. Inside is freaking real, like it is like oh, yeah. you know I know people that suffer of it. No, it is. However, there are things that you can do about it,
0: mm-hmm. and you
1: can do it naturally too. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you need to continue taking your pill, mm-hmm. but also you can work in these other things that are going to work
0: with your mind, with your soul, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So true. So. So what do you use today to support like if anxiety arises? What tools do you use personally? Mm. I use a lot of tools,
1: but the first one that I do is to make a pause. Okay. Sometimes like when you go to a panic attack or to a reaction is because you are going from the event to the reaction quickly Mm -hmm. because you are not going through some steps that are in between that are coming from your subconscious mind right Mm -hmm. so now what i do is that i pause and say okay wait where is this coming from Mm -hmm. like why i'm feeling like this where in my body i'm feeling this and what is which one of my core personal needs is sticking out here so for those that don't know we have six Uh, personal core needs. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, these are uncertainty, certainty, uh, connection. uh, Okay, I'm forgetting them. But anyway, they are six (laughs) significance. So sometimes, like, you know, we are trying to feel uh, either one of our core needs is being threatened, Mm -hmm. or we are trying to feel one of them that feels empty. So sometimes uh, I've noticed with myself that sometimes when I feel anxious about something, is that one of them is sticking out,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and sometimes, mainly it's certainty.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: I want to know what is going to happen. I want to control my circumstance and what it's going to, <laughs> you know, what is going on.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, you know, you you actually there's an exercise where you can know which are your two main. Uh, personal core needs, mine are definitely certainty and significance. And even though like I cringed when I say significance, because that's almost like, you know, you can also define that as seeking validation and all these, not necessarily that means that you are a bad person or that you are a weak person. It's just This is a human experience. This is how human brain works, right? So sometimes, you know, when I feel anxious, like I try to identify what is the core need that is sticking out, sometimes it's certainty or sometimes Mm -hmm. sometimes it's significance that I have not been seen. I don't feel seen. I don't feel heard. And that makes me like, oh, you know, I want to do something about it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes just I want to control my outcome and Mm -hmm. my future. So first, it's important to understand where it is coming from. And then what do you decide to do about it? Mm
0: -hmm. Because
1: the truth is that it's in our hands to make a decision. You either be with it. So you either be with your reality, be with the anxiety feeling. Don't try to push it because usually we want to push it and avoid it. But what happens when somebody tells you not to do something? You Mm want to do it, right? So it's kind of natural homeostasis in the brain. So, you know, I do that pause, I identify my core needs. I say, where is this coming from? What I'm feeling like this, where I'm feeling it. Okay. What will be my decision? How do I want to react about this? Is this something I really have control? I'm 100% sure that I can control this Mm
0: -hmm. or not. It's Mm -hmm. really a
1: yes or no answer. Mm -hmm. And if the answer is no, okay, <laughs> there's really not much I can do about it. Just live my life, right? And I'm telling you this as somebody that right now is trying to get pregnant and I'm having difficulties with my fertility and I really want this freaking baby mm-hmm. and it's not happening. And it's been really hard to work with coping with this uncertainty and with the anxiety mm-hmm. that it comes. Uh, right now I'm waiting for my embryos genetic tests to see if they are good for transfer or not, and this kills me, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, kind of identifying and understanding that this is happening with me, not to me, helps me to know how to react. And mm-hmm. there are many tools that we can use as meditation, as yoga, as um, EFT, you know, emotional mm-hmm. freedom technique. Oh my God, I use emotional freedom technique tapping so many times, especially Same. when I wake up in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. It's so powerful. It, it's something so simple, but it's so powerful. I wasn't into it at the beginning. I was like, well, what is this? Like me tapping, like what? And you, again, it was a decision I needed to make. I said, okay, I really want this to work for me, right? So let me mm-hmm. try to get into it. And it actually started helping. And there are really so many other tools that we can mention, Meg, uh, mm-hmm. that you know. Yeah.
0: Uh, thank you so much for sharing. So to loop back into the conversation of the six human needs and yours primarily significance and certainty, mm-hmm. isn't it when you kind of take a bird's eye view and reflect back on the story you shared when you were between four and six years of age, of course you want to be seen because you're told not to say anything. And of course you want certainty because it was so uncertain. It was so unsafe. So you want to learn how to control the environment around you because everything was out of control, right? So, really, it also comes back to our inner child, right? So, yeah. Thank you for sharing. Oh my that.
1: god! Yes, exactly. You just went to to the point. It's you know, and it's interesting because until we are not told that, right? We don't know this is coming mm-hmm. from that time. And is that imprinting time between zero to seven years, where all we have all these experiences and our ego, the part of our brain, right? Like mm-hmm. um, we we grow up when we're a child with them, and they, and this part of the of the brain wants to protect us and want the best for us,
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: But also it continues being there, like the ego continues being there, and. For those that don't know, because some, I know that the word ego can show like egotistic, egocentric, um, we are talking about a part of the, of that brain, of the brain that it's formed in imprinting time between zero to seven years old, and that influences a lot on your decisions and the way that you react about things, and is very primitive as mm. well. So that continues there when we are adults and even when we evolve and we get more mature but this part is very primitive and this is when from this part is where sometimes we react certain way that we say well, why i'm reacting ladies i'm crying i don't know why i'm crying like you know what i'm feeling like i'm feeling i don't know and sometimes it's just that the ego is you know reacting it's it's there it's one wants to protect you wants the best Mm -hmm. for you Mm -hmm. but not necessarily use the most updated methods Mm -hmm. uh, to try to protect you right and yeah and for example when I feel these times where I feel uncertain probably it's my also my inner child like uh, feeling that not protected a uh, part of me, you know, like when, when I didn't, I wasn't feeling secure and protected. And, you know, I, again, I want to make sure because maybe my parents are going to listen to this. and, you know, I'm incredibly grateful for them and their wonderful parents, you know, like I want everybody to know also that you can be an amazing parent, you know, and, and sometimes what happened to your kids, you know, it's not your fault. Like mm-hmm. it was, I, didn't tell anybody this was happening to me. My mom just, you know, I was going to play with my neighbors and and that's it. And what mm-hmm. she was going to know, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a part of me as a child that I felt nobody saw this, even mm-hmm. if I didn't say it, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody mm-hmm. saw it. And, and yeah, so, you know, it, these things stick with you until you're an adult you don't realize it because that was the past right Mm -hmm. but it's incredibly strong and you literally need guidance to process Mm -hmm. like professional guidance I'm talking Mm
0: -hmm. to process
1: these like with a therapist and also coaches to help you know how to move forward and show you tools to you know kind of also help you with with processing it Mm
0: mm-hmm so true so true yeah the biggest thing is to not feel like you have to do this alone right there's so much support around you and yeah that's the biggest biggest thing to acknowledge for sure I could speak with you all day and definitely I, would love- <laughs> I can speak a lot.
1: <laughs> we I haven't love- even talked about nutrition today, but this is what it's wonderful about mind and body. You know, everything is connected.
0: <laughs> 100%. 100%. So for those listening, how can they connect with you? How can they learn from you? How can they work with you?
1: Yes. So they can find me on my Instagram. So my handle is at the art of doctor, doctor dot Danny, D-A-N-I-G one. That's my Instagram handle. You can DM me. You can see my free content. Uh, please say hi. Um, also, you can go to my website, dr. Danny G, without the dot dr dot com. And yeah, so you know, just say hi. Stop say hi to me and Megan. Follow us. <laughs> <laughs> If you haven't yet,
0: (laughs) I love it. I love it. Cool. Well, thank you so much for dropping in today. And before we leave the conversation if someone listening is, you know, wanting to throw in the towel, wanting to quit, wanting to give up, what is a message of hope that you can give them today?
1: Oh, Lord, please don't, please don't give up. Don't throw the towel because. I have been there. I literally was in a time with I rock bottom and I said, it's done, like my life is done. And I'm so glad that I didn't do it because I had so much looking ahead and you just like 100% there are people that is going to help you. You just need to talk. You just need to seek for the help. Hey, there's Meg here. There's me here. Please tell us I need you, okay? Mm-hmm life is wonderful, and sometimes, many times, I actually, I was about to write a post to, uh, to do an Instagram post about this, today, but I didn't have time to, to do it, is sometimes when we see that we are in our worst moment and that we want to give up, it's actually the beginning to your next level. Mm-hmm. Literally, when you feel squeezed, like, I can't do it anymore, that's just the beginning of your next level. So never give up. We are here for you. Mm, I love it. Love it.
0: So true. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing just your wealth of knowledge and sharing your story with us. And I'm just so grateful to have you in my life and to be connected with you. Me too. Thank you so much
1: for having me here and to speak to your audience. I'm so blessed and honored.
0: Mm and until next time we will see you on dropped in thank you so much for dropping in with me today if you loved this episode i would be forever grateful if you rated and reviewed and if you feel called to share it with your community on social media Please tag me so I can thank you personally. Until next time, I will see you on Dropped In.